All right, it's the Keith to the City Rangers podcast. The Rangers win again, this time 4-2 to over the Capitals at the Garden. Their second straight win, the first time this season they've won back-to-back games, and suddenly the Rangers are making a move up the East standings. They are now tied with both New Jersey and Buffalo at 10 points, a point behind Pittsburgh for that fourth and final playoff spot in the division, uh, and then five points separate them and the Capitals, who they were able to take the two points from on Thursday night. And it's been a much different story for the Rangers lately. They've won three out of four. They've gotten seven of a possible eight points going back to the 3-2 3-2 overtime win in Buffalo, the 5-4 overtime loss at home to the Penguins they should have won, the 3-1 win against the Penguins, and now the 4-2 win over the Capitals. And it was Igor Shesterkin again in net on Thursday night, and he played outstanding, especially on that one save with a deflection where he was moving to his right. The puck started bouncing back towards his left, and he was able to glove it. Uh, David Quinn finally did something right. He went against his pretty nonsensical decision from the get-go to rotate the goalies every other game or at least that was his plan uh it hasn't really gone that way um you know there was a period of time where Shesterkin played then Georgiev then Shesterkin then Georgiev so it only happened for four games and since then it's been Shesterkin in back-to-back games and I think you'll see him again on Monday night against the Islanders I know Georgiev has played extremely well against the Islanders but I don't know how you take Shesterkin out of the net right now he's been in for the team's last three wins in this three out of four going back to last week, he's won all three games. He's given up five total goals across the three games. You can't make him the backup even for a night. Not against the Islanders, not when every game is so meaningful, not when the Rangers finally have momentum on their side, when they're playing like a much different team. You can't do that. You got to ride him. And the fact that the Rangers game on Saturday against the Devils is postponed, that means the Rangers will have only played a game, one game in a week. The game on Thursday against the Capitals will be their only game between uh, the game on Pittsburgh this past Monday and the game against the Islanders in this coming Monday. So one game in a week. Now is not the time with all this rest built in to start giving rest to Shesterkin. He doesn't need it. He's young. He basically had a year off like the rest of the players in the league. He doesn't need more rest. Play the best players. He's the best goalie. Georgiev has already played in uh, four games as the starter, and he came into the opening night loss as well. So he's been in five games. He's been in half the team's games. It's clear why he's the backup. It's clear why Shesterkin is the future. Keep it going this way. No need to deviate from the plan right now. I get that Georgiev has had outstanding success against the Islanders, but just don't do it. If you want to give him a game, and I don't know where, where you give him a game. If it was up to me, I'd play Shesterkin every game. Obviously, that's not an option. But if you look at the Rangers' upcoming schedule, Monday against the Islanders, then Wednesday, then Friday against the Bruins. So every other day, uh, maybe he gets a game against the Bruins, or you're going to give him Monday against the Islanders and then give Shesterkin both games against the Bruins. He's clearly going to get into a game here in this next week. Otherwise, he will have gone uh, basically two weeks without playing. And on top of that, whatever happened between him and Tony D'Angelo and the altercation that got Tony D'Angelo kicked off this team. So Georgiev will play at some point. I wouldn't go to him just yet. I think Quinn might. I think think his history against the Islanders between last season and the one game this season might sway him to make that move. But then you're looking at a situation where Shesterkin hasn't played in six days, so it's tough. But I'd, I'd go with the better goalie, and that's Shesterkin. And that's the guy I trust more. And this team now 2-0 since the removal of Tony D'Angelo from the team, outscoring Pittsburgh and Washington 7-3 to in the process. So uh, <laughs> take that as you will, but they haven't lost with Tony D'Angelo off this roster. And that's the thing. It's not like the, the players on the team didn't like him. It's not like he didn't have friends. It's the fact that he was, wasn't that good, and you remove him... 
And the team's probably going to be better because he's a liability defensively. It's great that he scores all those points, but you got to play defense as well. And there were rumblings uh, on Thursday that, that maybe Calgary's interested and maybe they'll make a move for him. I don't know how that's going to work out salary-wise. The Rangers are going to have to eat a portion of it. It was an idiotic decision to sign him if there was the notion that he could be removed from the team. It's not like when they signed him to this deal a couple months ago, they were like, oh, he's a staple. He's going to be here for two years. There was an inkling, obviously, that this guy is a problem and he might have to be removed from the team. And if that was the case, they should have never given this deal because look where they're at. And it's not like he doesn't have a history of this from the OHL, from the AHL, from his time with the Lightning, from his time with the Coyotes, and now his time with the Rangers. It wasn't a smart move. And Calgary, maybe they'll get him really, really cheap, and it won't matter to them if he does the same exact thing there and he needs to be removed from that team because they won't be paying him what the Rangers are paying him. And maybe that's a gamble they think it's worth taking. But it wasn't for the Rangers, and it screwed them, and it's going to screw up their situation, even if they're able to get rid of most of the money even if they're able to buy him out the dead cap money won't be as bad because of his age but it's still dead cap money this team loves dead cap money they love buyouts they always have a buyout going on and hopefully that ends in the near future because it's a waste of money and resources in a salary cap league but in the actual game on thursday the rangers get out to an early one nothing lead ryan strom scores a minute 41 into the game anthony potato scores his third goal in 185 games to give them a two nothing lead in the second uh former ranger carl Haglin gets on the board and make it two to one then in the third ryan strom gives them a three one lead ovechkin answers a couple minutes later to become seventh all time in goal scoring in the nhl and then it's pavel buchnevich the empty netter put the game away and Panarin it's so funny he does not want to shoot on these empty nets he did it the other night with 0.6 seconds left because he was the only option and there's 0.6 seconds left but he had an opportunity to score an empty netter here and then he gave it up and Ryan Stroll misses an empty net he missed two empty nets in the game and he had two goals he could have had four goals in the game and so he misses it and then the Rangers get the puck back and Panarin gives it up again this time to Buchnevich who who does score or actually he gives it to Zibanejad who gives it to Buchnevich who scores but Panarin it's I guess he doesn't want some free goals and he does have 15 points in 10 games he's playing outstanding he's got five goals on the season he's at a 41 goal pace over an 82 game season he's averaging a point and a half a game up from his 1.38 last season he's been awesome it's just funny to me that he really 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 doesn't want to score in these empty nets he just he'll, he'll pass it any chance he gets if there's if, if he has a teammate anywhere near him he's giving it up giving them a chance to score unselfish i guess but he could all he could also have probably seven or eight goals if you'd shoot on these empty nets it, it, for a time there it looked like they might blow the lead they didn't thankfully because i couldn't handle just yet another blown lead with the way they blew leads in the first two weeks of the season and that's a big win the capitals are great you know, I put I would put them exactly where they are in the standings, just behind Boston and Philadelphia in terms of teams that worry me. The Rangers don't seem to be scared off by the Capitals. I know the Flyers have had their way with the Rangers recently, as, as have the Bruins, who they'll see this coming week. But the Capitals, they don't put that fear into the Rangers the way those other teams do. Washington and Pittsburgh, it seems like they can handle. Boston and Philadelphia, we're going to see if they can handle. And right now it's Boston and Philadelphia top the East, 16 points each. Rangers have 10, but they've been playing much, much better. And I was scared there when they were 1-4-1. One, one, and one. I was scared this season might end rather quickly. It had a chance to. If they don't come away with those two points in Buffalo, maybe things go differently. Maybe against the Penguins, maybe things go differently against the Capitals. Maybe this thing heads in the wrong direction quickly. Three out of their last four, exactly what they needed. Now they're back in the picture. They're one point out of a postseason spot. Keep collecting the two points.
That's all they need to do. Keep stacking these wins. They're right off the pace. They're a point off the 1.2 points per game pace that they'll need to make the postseason. One point off. And they can take care of that if they're able to win on Monday against the Islanders. So that'll do it for today. I'll be back on Tuesday to talk Rangers-Islanders. Have a great weekend.